0: Welcome to the Sharon Fitzmaurice podcast and today is episode 68 and another beautiful guest all the way from Australia today is Sheila Langan. Sheila is a breakthrough life coach who loves guiding her clients to live their biggest life and for it to feel spacious and delicious. I love that. She has run multi-million dollar technology projects in the corporate world while juggling being a single mother to her beautiful daughter Emma and eventually burning out. While healing, Sheila immersed herself deeply in more sustainable ways to live. Sheila, you are so very welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Sharon. It's beautiful to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. And Sheila has a beautiful puppy called Daisy on her lap. So if we hear little barks in the background, we're just going to welcome them because we are all dog lovers here on this podcast. So thank you, Daisy, (laughs) for being here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and let's hope she doesn't bark too
0: much <laughs> that's okay we'll just we'll just say yes it's fine Daisy so Sheila <laughs> it's so lovely I've known you for I don't know how many years and we'll go back to maybe when we met and how we met and all of those lovely things but as I said you're originally from Ireland and you moved to Australia and you called Australia home for over 20 years now that's just phenomenal
1: yeah, a long time, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. So we're going to go into your journey, you know, and in that move and, you know, why you felt that soul nudge, because that's something that you share quite a lot, those soul nudges that you have, you know, that you feel so passionately about, you know, even though you might be scared shitless, you know, you still take that leap going forward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that.
1: Plenty of scared shitless. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think we need to be at times, Sheila, don't we? We have to be scared in a little way because it pushes us, doesn't it? To try something different and fear, you know, people look at fear sometimes don't they, and they think it's the worst thing, but there's good fear also the same way there's good stress, you know, that we all need.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I just think um, when I feel that feeling, I now recognize it. And it's like, it's like on a roller coaster. that fun you know instead of it being scary it's like
0: (laughs) wee yeah I love that where am I going to end up (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so tell me about let's go back a little bit for Sheila and tell me about Sheila growing up and what Sheila wanted to do or to be you know that question we all get asked I'm sure in every country what do you want to be when you grow up Sheila (laughs)
1: my obsession as a kid and I don't know that I ever really had a what I want to be interestingly but what I knew I was obsessed about was as a little kid was horses Mm. I was the kid who begged my poor father I begged every day can I have a pony please how about today (laughs) How about now? How about if I do this? <laughs> and and every now and then he would go, get so sick of the asking that he would say a maybe, which was just the worst thing to do.
0: The maybes to me were, yeah, we're going to get one.
1: <laughs> that's right. There's a crack. There's a possibility. So now it's going to just get worse. Um, and so it's funny. That's always been my obsession. And my what one of my um memories is my first proper paycheck like proper work job um i bought myself horse riding lessons yeah. and it was the first time i ever had that yeah. and and what i love is the full circle moment of that's now the life i'm living yeah. so i have my own herd of horses and i get to be with them every day and I, I, you know, recently sent a friend um, a 16th birthday a greeting and I did it next to my horse and it was we're never too old and we can always make our own dreams come
0: true. I love that. And it is so true because you realized a lot of your dreams, as we say later on, you know, we expect to do lots of things when we're younger. But I think as we're younger, we're learning, you know, and we're tripping up and we're making those mistakes because we're just learning about ourselves, who we are, who we want to be, what's right, what's not right for us. And again, all the things that happen throughout that we gain experience from it. And I think we kind of realize what we really don't want anymore. And lots of people say, (laughs) well, I don't want this and I don't want that. But it's like, well, what do you want? And that's the hard part for people. It's to say, well, this is what I really want in my life. So you came to this place in your life and you're in this place in your life now. But you weren't always in that place. You weren't (laughs) in that place of I'm living my dreams. I'm living the adventures of a lifetime. You know, go back and share with the listeners a little bit about, you know, where you were, you know, that burnout, being a single mom, you know, working, you know, I suppose we all get caught up in the hamster wheel, you know, when we're going round and round and waiting for the paycheck and doing our best. What was going on for you at the time, Sheila?
1: Well, and I think this is the beautiful full circle moment for me um, with today. So the point where I really remember that I don't know what I want, and um, was meeting you. <laughs> so twelve years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So twelve years ago, I ended up at your house with my daughter, my then, and she has, um, she is happy for me to share her story. My then um, suicidal sixteen-year-old, and. Who was in the throes of a really um, strong eating disorder bout. And uh, we showed up at your doorstep for a, an, a Reiki session for her. And I just will never forget it because you worked such magic with her and she had such relief after that. And we've never looked back since then. Like that was such a, an enormous turning point for both of us that I booked myself in very quickly. <laughs> I, went, I would like some of that magic, please. And I, I still have the notes mm. from <laughs> I'm one of those people, I keep journals and everything, and I still have the notes. And I remember you asking me, you know, what do you want? Mm. And, and I didn't know. And you said, I want you every morning to write down to just sit and write what you want every day. And every day, gradually, you're going to notice a pattern, and gradually, it's going to come through if you dedicate yourself to asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and to this day, Sharon, that is part of how I live. Yeah. I ask myself what I want all the time because I think for all of us, what I love is until the day we die, there's always going to be fresh things to want, yeah. you know, no matter how amazing your life is, there's always more, there's always more beautiful experiences and more amazing people to meet and things to do and ways to be in the world. And, and so I am still to this day writing my oh, <laughs> what do I want list. So
0: thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful, you know, that you shared that. And I always say that I get shivers, you know, when people are talking and it's really coming from that soul, from that heart place. And I do remember, you know, Emma, and I remember you so fondly. I can't believe it was 12 years ago, but there you are. <laughs> And, you know, I've seen you grow and seen Emma grow and it's just so amazing. And I suppose that's the joy in working with people. As you know, it's to see their growth and to see their happiness and your smile. You know, that's the most important thing to me is to see your happiness exuding out into your energy and you're sharing that with so many people now. So if you look back to those 12 years ago and as a mom in particular, your first priority was looking after your daughter and getting her fixed, you know, in inverted commas, or making it okay. Because what was going on for you as a parent, watching your daughter going through her eating disorder, going through her own pain, and not feeling like you could help her? So it was,
1: it it, it was, there's there's two parts to the answer to this. Mm. One, it was incredibly challenging. And what I... Did was try to control it, and so I was naggy mom. I was, have you eaten yet? How much have you eaten? What have you eaten? How about eating now? You know, and let's do this. You'll feel better if we do this. And so one part is I, I definitely try to control, and that was one of the beautiful parts about meeting you as well. And I and this piece of guidance has stayed with me, and I share this all the time with other people. Is one of the things that came through in our session was Sheila, at some point you have to trust that she has her own guidance system mm. and that you have to let her make her own decisions. Again, I'm sure I know. I know. Because <laughs> it's 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 the reality of this was this was life or death. You know, she was at a point where I was starting to feel the bones of her. Um, and you'll, you'll hear you and I are people who are OK with tears. So yeah. there may be tears through this, but there will also be laughter. Yeah. Um, I, I roll with both always. Me too. I love
0: it. I, it's all beautiful <laughs> releasing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when I would hug her every day, every day I felt more and more of her spine protruding through her back. And I just, it's terrifying. And I know there's other people that will be listening to this that will either be experiencing it for themselves or, you know, as a parent um, or a loved one in some capacity. And so it was terrifying, but getting that guidance and i walked out of there and i honored it it was life or death but i honored it and i stepped back and 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 the other part of that guidance was i had lost myself in motherhood and in trying to rescue And it wasn't working, which is why we ended up at your house. (laughs) We needed help and help came and help said, Sheila, it is up to you to live your best life because your daughter is living in your energy, in your home, and you have to show her, you have to be the role model for what an amazing life it looks like and what it's worth living for. And and to be bright energy around her and not worried, <laughs> over controlling, mm-hmm. naggy energy, and I I live by that. I live by that now, and I share it with other people too. That that it is it, it we. That's how we make the biggest difference to our kids is by being all we can be. Mm. And and I'm going to go back and say, I said, there's two parts to this. So, so one part answer was that all the worried and all the, you know, Mm. over controlling and the naggy and all of that and session with you sorted that out. The other and I want to share this because there's a mystical part to all of this that was very special in our journey. And I think it's important to share the, these things yeah. because I wish I knew this. Right at the heart of it, it even the night she, she told me, you know, you need to remove everything from the house. I'm literally planning ways to do this. Um, in the in the depth of it, I knew she was going to be okay and I felt I and I didn't understand anything about other realms at this point I didn't understand any mystical things at all I was an accountant (laughs) and I worked in technology and life was a series of you know ones and zeros everything was very logical but I felt so held particularly in those weeks where we were in the bit where I really didn't know when I put her to bed every night was I going to see her in the morning Mm -hmm. and I knew she was going to be okay and it was all okay and I could feel it I I have had lesser things happen to me and I have felt it was harder than that was which sounds crazy Mm -hmm. but when I turned up at your house there was this explanation of, yes, you are being held. Mm. And when she and I debriefed later, we didn't do this in the middle of it all, but when she and I debriefed later, she said, I felt the same. I knew I was going to be okay.
0: Wow. Oh my God. You're giving me shivers from top to toe (laughs) and all around me. And, you know, that's what I said. There are special people, you know, that come into our lives and, you might look at me as that person, but I look at both of you and I know it was probably somebody that said, oh, you know, maybe try this lady, you know, whoever she is. And (laughs) I think, you know, we grasp at straws sometimes, don't we, Sheila, when also we're going through that pain and we want to try anything to save our children or to save ourselves. But for me, it's always that choice to take the step forward. And You and Emma took that step forward for yourselves. And that's what created this beautiful ripple and change. So for me, I remember both of you because, again, I'm a mom. And like you said, we do. We try to control everything and fix it and make it okay. But they are on their journey and they have an inner resilience and an inner guidance that we're not yet aware of because we're still seeing them like our little children. It doesn't matter what age they are. And it's part of us not being able to fix things for them that gets us into trouble and gets our emotional, you know, (laughs) overwhelm up on high. But the two of you, you know, I just I just every time I think about it, I smile, you know, (laughs) and I think of just the love between you, you know, and what you've shared. It hasn't been just all fabulous and lovely. You've shared the hardest of times and grown together. And I think that's a really important point to make that sometimes we don't, you know, grow up before our children. I think we grow with our children. Would you agree, Oh, Sheila? so true. Yeah.
1: So, I, I so agree. And I feel like there's, there's a woman I follow on Instagram who, uh, who is speaking to this at the moment. She's currently pregnant again with um, mul- multiple, uh, it's her multiple kid, not her first kid. But she speaks about how when we birth our child, we birth ourselves as a mother. Mm. And I love that because, I, you know, I definitely, I was a kid when I had Emma, but it, I don't think it matters what age you are. Mm. Um, She has been one of my greatest teachers and the whole experience absolutely has completely changed who I am. Um, Yeah, it's,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's been big. Well, we're giving a shout out to Emma today because, (laughs) because of her, and again, I say this and people kind of look at me funny, but when we go through the hardest of times, that's usually when we find the best of ourselves. And the fact that you even said, you know, that you felt held and that everything would work out, it would be okay, even though it didn't look like it physically as you're looking at it, but somewhere deep inside you know that. And for me, that's the listening part, the awareness of, you know, those subtle whispers that we get from our soul, you know, that it is going to be okay. You know, trust, just trust for a little while longer. You know, so yeah. Wow, Sheila. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story with me again and my listeners, because it's just so powerful. And again, I think anybody listening to it, you know, as a mother, it doesn't matter what their children are or not going through. But as a mother, it will all resonate with that, you know, trying to control it and make everything okay. So, yeah. Wow. So you come on this journey and you're writing every day about what you do want and what your dreams are. How did this lead to you going to the other side of the world? <laughs> so
1: I had, I had been living in Australia since Emma was five and and, and had already fallen in love. I, it's funny. Again, a soul nudge thing, as I call it. I had decided I want to live in Australia without ever having been here. Mm. And, and I came out, I came out on a two-year um, working visa and had committed to two years working with a company. Um, and I remember waking up the first day, looking out over the Sydney Harbour Bridge going, and I can I use the F word? Is that yes, okay? Yes, you can. Use yeah. any word you want. <laughs> and I already know this because I do listen to your podcast. You're like, you can say whatever you like. <laughs> 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 but I did. I woke up and I said, what the fuck have I done? You know that? Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's all very well to have the <laughs> Daisy's going, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> it's all very well to have the courage to do the thing. But there is an aftermath. There is a period before it's all landed and that your body has attuned to the new environment where it is a, oh, can I back out now? (laughs) Luckily, luckily, that was not an option. And it. it, I wasn't in Australia, I think, six months before I knew this is my, this Mm. felt like my soul home. I, I have some deep connection to this place I love the land I love the people I love the the climate um it's just been a very powerful place for me and I think one of the things that's powerful for anybody that's experienced it is when you grow up in a place like Ireland which is very special lots of small communities lots of people who really know each other well and there's there's you know there's Advantages and disadvantages to that, you know? Yes, he <laughs>
0: you and everybody knows you. <laughs> and everything about you, even if it's everybody. true or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and to leave and live on the other side of the world where nobody knows you, and I would have been about I was my late 20s at the time, it was just a remarkably freeing thing to do because I got to figure out who I was without being you know so so and so's daughter and so and so's sister and so and you know what this is like you know we all have a she's one of the langans that means she's this this and this and to actually go out in the world and go well who am I you know (laughs) was really powerful and so I fell in love with Australia then and we had come back with when Emma was a teenager just for a couple of years so that she could immerse in family because all her dad's family are in Ireland and all my family are in Ireland. And once we got through, um, the whole crisis that we had, we moved back to Australia together that year. And it's funny how quickly all of that happened. You know, we, we came to you in February of 2010 and, um, at the beginning of August that year, we were back living in Australia, like knew this is where we were meant to be. And we both very soon after that um, started training to become ocean swimmers at Bondi Beach. I, I don't think it gets any more cliche wow. <laughs> than, than Irish people swimming at Bondi Beach. Yeah. But, but it, it has to be done. It has to be experienced. It's stunning.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I've never been to Australia. And I look at your pictures and your photos that you share on Instagram and Facebook, and it just looks so inviting. It just you, you feel from the photo that you are at home that you're so comfortable in your own skin and you found that place where your soul is kind of grounded into the earth in that moment. You know, that's what it feels from your photos. So that's only from the photograph. So I can imagine (laughs) or only imagine what it feels like in real life. So you you started ocean swimming, you know, and I'm here. You became an ocean swimmer in your 30s, a horsewoman in your 40s. And you spent your 50th year in an off-grid cabin in the hills to immerse further (laughs) in your beloved horse life. I mean, talk about every decade immersing yourself in the adventures of the dreams, of your passions and your soul urges and nudges. And that you could say every decade, I'm living another one of my dreams. That's just so powerful. Not only that you've moved country, you know, been a single mom, went through the crisis with your daughter, went through your own personal crisis, you know, and then went over and said, "What the fuck am I going to do here? What's this about?" <laughs> but that you found your path, you know, and even you know working for a company and having that security, you know, in the financial sense, and deciding that you wanted to just do something completely different. So you going forward, and this is the part, above everything that I really admire and love about you, Sheila, and love about people that do it, is that you really, truly followed not only the adventures, but you followed your dreams in, you know, through your experiences and learning and then going on to be that breakthrough life coach to help others break through. That to me is just like, hello, there's the end goal. It's just (laughs) being the complete representative of everything that you practice in your life does that make sense
1: <laughs> it, look it's funny it really does and and i wasn't expecting this to come up but I, I really agree with you and what i'll what i'll say to you is what i find happens you'll know this you know this already when you start to follow your soul nudges it really is, It's I call it the cookie crumb trail because it's tiny things. You're following little things. And then all, but when you look back, you realize that enormous things happened because you followed the tiny little crumbs. And I didn't realize how, um, how th- that being a life coach was my sole purpose. I didn't know that. What I would have said to you, if you asked me this, Four or five years ago, I would have said to you that I'm um, my my life's purpose is to have horses and be with horses. That's my dream, mm-hmm. and I just need to get out of the corporate world to do that. So life coaching is a great way to do that. So I'll just pursue that. Mm-hmm. So I thought the horses were the dream, and the life coaching was just a way to facilitate it. <laughs> And then, and I love how spirit works. Then I got the horses and I'm sitting here in it and I have the, this now and I, I I know, fully feel, oh, you are not done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is, you are not done. This is not it. And it is your soul work to go. And exactly what you've just said, you know, I could feel it in me. It is your soul where to go and speak to the experiences that you've had. And for me, the magic is since the day I met you and since the day that I followed the guidance, um, my life has been lighter, even in the messy bits. It has been lighter. There's been more fun. There's been um, more abundance. Um, it's, it's just been so powerful, so hope filled, mm. so supported. I think that's one of yeah. the big contrasts between the before and after. Mm. And it is my sole work to share that, to have mm. more people feel that. So it is not, my life is not to just sit in the paddock with my horses as much as I love that. <laughs>
0: that is so beautiful and again you can hear your passion Sheila you know when you're talking about it and one of your horses is called Hope is that right that's right yes I love that I love that name and you have a beautiful connection with Hope
1: really special she um she's a she's a complicated horse and and I love um one of the one of the things that I explored after meeting her was I had a friend who is um, a beautiful astrologer and she was sharing our our astrology charts with us and she also shared which I didn't realize existed but we all have goddess charts as well and these you know 12 different goddesses and there's probably more but she shared the 12 different goddesses and how they influence me and I was sitting there with this And this does relate to hope. I was sitting there with my goddess chart going through it, and I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, she came with this name, and it's a beautiful name. I do love hope for her. But I've gone. Gosh, there's there's all these horses in the paddock. We had Thor, and we had a Pona, and we have you know Helia, and we have all these fantastic you know powerful. We have a Zeus, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've gone. Oh, you know how I would love to be able to sit and pick up something like this and find my horse in it. And then I read this story about Pandora's box, which I had never read mm. fully before. And in that, um, one of the gods had built this and as a punishment, and when it opened and all the death and pestilence and decay and everything came out, what I discovered, and I had never known this about this story before, at the bottom of Pandora's box was hope. Wow and so when everything is dark when everything is you know just destruction and despair mm. there is always
0: hope oh, oh that's and that's so beautiful
1: oh my god and that describes the relationship i have with this horse it has been fierce and it has been complicated And she's needed a a year of rehabilitation because her body was so smashed up and nobody had realized that. And she is just pure love when you look in this horse's eyes she is just nothing but love and it is it's just divine being in her presence i would stand and eye gaze with her (laughs) for days
0: (laughs) i think hope is reflecting back the love that you give to her sheila that's what she's (laughs) reflecting back to you and you know i've known people that have worked with horses like you and the connection And I know horses are used a huge amount in healing work for people, you know, and for children and seeing your photographs of the horses. And I love the way you describe hope, you know, that she's been challenging and, you know, her body was messed up and what you had to do physically to help her. But also with the love and attention and caring and all of that, you know, that's not easy. But it shows again when you want to do something and when you have a love and a passion for something you're going to get down and dirty you're going to stay up all those nights you're going to do the things you want because you know the result is going to be based on something that you love so for me it's a big difference if i'm putting all the hours into something that i have to do or i should do there's a very different feeling than something that I really want to do, I'm passionate about. And you lose yourself and there's no time. It's just that you're working in this. Again, when I'm working with groups or with clients, it's all about that moment. It's the moments that we capture, you know, and I see that with you and hope. So I can only imagine what it's like with your clients. And I read some of, you know, the testimonials on your website and everybody, it says the same thing, you know, the attention you give them, it's the focus, you know, how they feel after that session or the, you know, the different packages that you offer for them, Sheila. So you've put in the hard work in your own life and your own experiences, learned from it, listened to those soul nudges within you, and you're now, it's rippling out into every area of your life. In the middle and even with beautiful Daisy sitting on your lap and she's very good aren't you Daisy you're a beautiful dog <laughs> but it's really rippling out all around you and I feel like it's coming back to you Sheila in many ways.
1: It's beautiful magic isn't it uh, look I agree I agree um, and even as you spoke about you know, being in the down and dirty and really, you know, gritting through the hard times with hope. One of the things that popped into my head as you're saying that, one of the, you know, memories that I'd love to share, because I just feel yeah. like it's really relevant to all of this, is what I noticed during that period. That first year I had her, I was um, burnt out but undiagnosed. So I didn't realize it. But I was exhausted and I, and I had, um, my body had been telling me, but I, had, mm-hmm. I was not listening. Um, and, but what I can tell you is, I used to feed her. We had a particularly cold winter and I used to feed her twice a day. So I would go and be with her morning and evening. And, and I kid you not, And despite all the exhaustion, and I would feel exhausted getting in the car, she was a 20 minute drive away at the time. And I would feel exhausted in the evening getting in going, Oh, God, you know, I wish I, you know, one, I wish I didn't have to do this every day, like one day's break would be great. And I would get to her. And I would feel incredible. Like there was just the energy that I would have Mm -hmm. the second I was with her Mm -hmm. was the best energy I had than anything else I did in my life. And I I just feel now I'm much more tuned into what my body's telling me. And I think our body is speaking to us all the time. But we've learned particularly in the Western world to tune it out. We're actually taught, conditioned mm. to tune it out. We're taught to sit still in a classroom for five days all day long mm. and then go and sit in a workplace and not go to the toilet when you need to, not eat when you're hungry, not rest when you need to, not move when you need to. Mm. And after years of that, it, it it you are conditioned to ignore your body and it, but when you learn to tune back into it, it is a magic, you know, signal and guide. And I definitely, through that, learned what was feeding my soul and what was not. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so, horses, horses feed my soul.
0: Wow. <laughs> and just that's so lovely. And I think you're so right about, you know, the listening. For me, it's about that self-awareness, you know, and what is right for me, what feels right for me, you know, what makes that joy spring up in my body, you know, and in my mind and everyone sees it, you know, even if we're not saying it, they see it like I see it in you. I feel it from you, even though you're over there because energy has no limits, you know, in time and space. You can feel the energy and I'm sure our listeners are going to feel the energy from you, Sheila. Where you're now, we're. To, I want to ask you where because I have a clue, but you're in an off-grid cabin. Will you explain to people what that means that are used to you know, electricity and gas here in Ireland?
1: <laughs> I will. And, and it's so funny because what I will also say is this will tell you how horse obsessed I am. I have plenty of friends who living off grid, eco, simple life, this would be their dream. This was never my dream. (laughs) I am a luxury woman all the way. I like my comforts. I like my electricity. I like my, you know, washing machine and dryer and oven and television, all the rest of it. But this cabin is literally next door to not just my horses, but it sits on land right in between two horsewomen that i feel like i was i've been you know led for lifetimes to find these two particular horsewomen there's ways of being with horses and i've i've researched and researched and researched to find people whose way of being with horses jailed with me mm. and i discarded method after method because they there's a lot of what I'll describe as master-slave relationships with horses. And these women somehow managed to work with 500 kilo animals in a way that honors them like I have never met anybody else. And it's super safe. And I will answer the question about an eco cabin in you a know, second. Your brand, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand why I'm here. <laughs> and so to 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 then for this opportunity where this cabin came up, right in between these two women, I just went, oh my God, I mean I could, I can walk down, I'm five minutes walk. From either of them and I can just watch them work with horses all day like Mm. I am in (laughs) I don't care what this cabin looks like I'm in so I knew before I even saw it that I was Mm. going to say yes to it and I just prayed so I prayed for a couple of things one I knew it was an off-grid cabin usually all off-grid cabins that I've ever come across before the toilets outside Mm. Lovely. (laughs) And for your listeners, Sharon's eyes were very wide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking of all the creatures that are in Australia when you're running out in your bare feet and your bare arse to the toilet. (laughs)
1: and I was gonna say that right we're in we're in venomous snake country we are in one bite and you're dead country and um and same with the spiders so I I was just (laughs) you know one thing I just said was please 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 an indoor toilet like I will cope with anything else please an indoor toilet so what I've got is it is um uh, probably the size of a mobile home is what I'll describe, and it's not on. It's it, it's a dry toilet, but it's inside, and it's the kind of toilet that you'd often have on boats, Ooh. or people who do van life will often use one of these. Mm. Um, and magically, I mean, one of the questions people ask is, and magically it doesn't smell. The way they manage the it's just incredible you know people have figured out how to do these things so there's no septic tank there's no town power and I have solar panels that generate the energy I need and what I've done is mostly the power I use is for a fridge freezer and my phone that's that's mostly
0: (laughs) all I need amazing it really is and the fact that you, just to go back to the two horsewomen as well, that I love that when you said that, you know, that you researched the way that you would like to learn how to be with horses, you know, um, and you found these two women either side of you and that you went to watch them and the way they were with horses. I think that's probably the most powerful thing that we can do as adults, because we think we know it all and we think we've learned everything and nobody knows anything else. And I do wake up every day. Do you remember faulty towers like Basil or whatever his <laughs> name is, Manuel? And I say, I know nothing, you know, that whatever I thought I believed yesterday, could so much it could change today with, you know, my guidance or with whatever is happening in my life. And that if it's not the way we believe it's supposed to be, we believe it to be wrong. So for me, it's about always learning something new. And learning it from the people that are doing it the way that you want to do it yourself. I just think that is so powerful, Sheila. (laughs) So, when you're talking about soul nudges and guidance, you're, you know, and even going back to the writing, I think these are huge things you're talking about. Every day, writing what I do want, you know, praying or sending out that intention this is what I want. I want, you know, the cabin with the toilet. I want it to be near these two horse women that are going to show me and guide me how I'm going to work best with the horses, because this is my dream. And it's just like, you know, if anybody has any doubts about, you know, believing in themselves and in what their guidance is, you are just, you know, you could be the poster lady for it. <laughs>
1: Well, look, honestly, and I and I do credit, like, thank you so much, because I would never have known to do that. And I, not long after I moved in here, I found a journal from probably about nine months before I moved in here. Mm. And I read the list of what I was looking for in my next home. And when I look around this cabin, and primarily what I was describing was I want a covered deck. That um, has a beautiful view of hills, looking out onto nature, and and I was just describing that. I want to see sunsets and sunrises and full moon rises because in yeah. Australia with no clouds, the moon rises are spectacular, yeah. and the stars at night because I'm out of the city, just are the night sky is incredible, and. I read the list of what I want from nine months before, and I almost every item, and it's bizarrely accurate, bizarrely yeah. specific. Um, it was it was there. So this stuff does work. And what I'll add to that, because I am obsessed with this stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You start,
1: <laughs> you started an obsession 12 years ago, lady. <laughs> So having really spent a lot of time with a lot of different teachers, what I now, and I now really believe this to be true, I no longer think that when we write out what we want, that it's some fantasy that we've, you know, sort of a snippet of something we saw on television or, you know, somebody else had something and we went, oh, that might be nice. I actually really feel like these have been planted in our soul as absolutely possibilities for our life if we are brave enough to go after them so it is our soul speaking to us and that's what I think when you told me and I think you you already know this when you said you need to write it you need to tap into that and be writing it down every day Mm -hmm. I think the reason why we need to do that is to allow time for our soul to speak to us because that's what it is. Our dreams are our soul speaking to us about the possibilities for our life. And I just, and there they are beyond our biggest imagination. And I think, at, and that's why I call it the cookie crumb trail. Cause I think my soul would scare the shit out of me even now, if it told me what it has in store for the rest of. So yes. it just gives me the next little bit yes. and it's, it's just, it's magic. And when, when you finally see it from that space, mm. I think what's shifted for me now is it's no longer I would like, or wouldn't that be lovely? Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, I'm going there. That's mine. <laughs> I don't know how long. That's right. It is mine. What I describe it as is I've already ordered it online and now I'm just waiting for it to be delivered. That's it. Yeah,
0: I love that. And just, oh, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Every bit of it, I just love it, Sheila. And I just do, I think it's, and I hope everyone listening can feel the enthusiasm from me as well as she, <laughs> Sheila telling me I told her to write things and I'm so excited that she's doing it even though. <laughs> you know, And I think it's really powerful for people. And again, it comes back to, and you mentioned the most important time is having time for ourselves, having time to listen. Again, there's the listening, the self-awareness and letting that soul guidance guide us. And the most other most important, powerful thing, and important thing is that it's not these huge, big things. People ask for something and they expect it to land on their doorstep in this one big, huge package, <laughs> you know, but it yes. is, as you call it, the cookie crumbs, you know, that are there. And it's kind of saying, oh, oh, look at this. This is something I really wanted in my life because I was passionate about it, you know, and it's it's a purpose for your soul you know it's a purpose to say you're not just getting this off-grid hab- cabin you know to look at the stars there's a purpose in you living here for yourself for the landscape for the people around you for the horses for the people you're going to work with in the future there is a purpose but we don't always see as you said the long-term purpose yeah. we see those little bits that are forming within us and that's You know, I said, if we saw the whole plan, we'd probably all crumble into pieces because (laughs) it would be too much for us. But through our growth, through our experience, like you have done, Sheila, it's all happening for you exactly at the right moment. It's happening for you as you are growing and developing into more of a soul guided being. It's just And I won't say appearing, but it's like that it's manifesting for you and all around you. You're creating the reality that you now want. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and, I mean, I love that you've described it so beautifully. So there's two other things I would add to that. One, we've got to speak about how batshit crazy some of those nudges are. And all right, because I know I know you know what I mean, too. Right. So we've got to speak to that. And the second thing that I want to speak to, because this is the bit that I feel like the more I get into this stuff, um, I've been doing more and more of, is we have to work with our body and our subconscious to prepare ourselves for what's coming because that's what allows it to come in. If we're not ready, we will will basically scare it away. (laughs) You know, I I have noticed that the magic has happened in my life at the pace that I've been okay with it. Mm. And the more I go universe, I am ready for faster and bigger that the universe will serve it up. But you you have to do that work to get your body and your subconscious. And that's part of the coaching work I do that I'm Mm. obsessed with now because I didn't understand that before. And I struggled for a long time. I struggled how to do this and burning out helped because yeah. that connected me with my body in a way that I possibly might have taken another decade to get to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's so wonderful. Yeah. So right. Come on, give us your next one. Now I'm so excited.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> so, we go back to that shit crazy? Cause I think this yes, is go important. to that shit
0: crazy. That's me all over. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and I know, like, I know 100%, you, you understand what I'm saying when I say this. What I find with the soul nudges often, often is it's the illogical thing. It, it's not the sensible choice. It's not the logical choice. It's often doesn't feel like the responsible, um, you know, it, uh, yeah, logical is the best word, I think, to describe it often it's what it feels like and we don't give ourselves enough pleasure enough permission for pleasure mm. we're often the way we've been conditioned again is you know be a good girl or a good you know good person and, and do the work get the good grades do your best and and in that I think we Um, are still conditioned to be responsible and tick off things off the to-do list and get the chores done and have the house clean and do your work and make sure everything's perfect for everybody else instead of really allowing a lot of space for pleasure and fun which is a big reversal that I've done in my life there's more space for pleasure and fun now than responsibility and And in doing that, what I find is the soul nudges are more weighted on the pleasure and fun. Mm. And if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't, you know, unlearned that conditioning can actually feel really wrong to follow them. Like, can I do this? Should I do this? Is this okay? You know? And even, and I say this, buying any one of my horses, it's been my dream all my life. Like I said, this is a memory from my childhood, not even what I wanted to be. It was, I want a horse. Yeah. And still with each one, I've got three now. And with each one, it was, <laughs> is, this, is this okay? And and actually, I was okay with it. I actually knew. I felt in my body it was the right thing to do. But with the last two, I I wondered what will other people think. And it took me a while to tell other people I'd done it. But I knew I a hundred percent where this is soul guided. I am meant to have this horse in my family. Mm. Other people are going to think I'm crazy. So it took me a while to tell people. So I'm curious. I'm going to turn this one on you and go, has that been your experience that they do fe- can feel a bit um, illogical, shit crazy?
0: Yes. Giving up my corporate job when I had two small children, we just <laughs> bought a house, had to pay a mortgage, <laughs> had more bills. And I decided to leave my financially secure job and stay at home and look after my two small children because that felt right for me at the time. And everybody thought I was crazy. I mean, my company even offered me a pay rise when they were letting people go, you know. Yeah. And I still refused because I knew it felt right to be at home with my children because I needed it for me. My children needed it. And it was just somewhere that I felt like I needed to be at that time. I had never made a choice like that for myself before that, because I always was. I need to work. I need to pay the bills. I can't survive without this. I can't, you know, spend money on things that I enjoy or give myself that space and time to do it. This was the first time that I actually allowed myself to do it for myself and then also for my children. So absolutely know where you're coming from. And (laughs) it happened to me for many things in my life, like booking my first Camino, doing something for me. And not feeling guilty about doing it, challenging myself to go away with people to a different country and walk all of these kilometers every day and immerse myself in something that I had dreamed of doing, but thought I would believe somewhere that I didn't deserve it. I could never do it or afford it. Those things I've stepped into and allowed myself to have the pleasure and the fun and the space for myself. And as a result, like you, Sheila, it just ripples out into everything else because you're allowing yourself to now you know and you just said it there you're giving yourself more time for pleasure and fun because that is what life is always about it's not about always you know doing 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 it's being ourselves and being in the space where there is fun and laughter and joy and pleasure and hope and all of those beautiful things that you have mentioned such powerful points Sheila again
1: (laughs) Oh, magic. And I loved, I do love watching your journey too and the courage you have to live so big. Like you are such a bright light. And even even in the little things, right? Even dancing on Instagram. just you know that. <laughs> There's a joy in it and a pleasure and a brightness that you want to share with everybody. And it, it, it is beautiful. And I love what you said that the more you allowed yourself to do those things, because this is true for all of us, the more space, and it, it's that you've almost then conditioned yourself for more pleasure. Yeah. That's what I find happens. Then it's a, ro- you know, then you're, that's it, we're on a roll now.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> that you deserve that. it. And for me, it's that I deserve it, and you deserve it. We all deserve it. We deserve yeah. to have more space in our lives, you know, and not wait yeah. until we retire from the job after 30 or 40 years and then go, where has that time gone? Where has my life gone? You know, which is still possible. I mean, I have met many people that have retired and they may have felt or believed they had to do all of those things the way they were conditioned or programmed. But when it came to the opportunity of now having the space and the kids were reared and everything was done, they were now going to give themselves the space to do it. So it's never too late. So we shouldn't feel guilty if we're in that place and we can't see a way out. But maybe like Sheila said, take lots of Sheila's points, listen to the podcast over and over and take (laughs) what she says, because for me, sometimes I listen to things and then I need to go back and listen again to absorb it or to focus on one point at a time, you know, so that I'm really listening. You know, I'm not trying to do everything at once. There's one thing that will jump out at you from this podcast that Sheila has said. And you'll know, you'll feel that spark inside of you and you'll go I'm going to start doing that. That sounds really good. I like that. Focus on that. Focus on that one thing that sparks or ignites something inside of you. And then, as we were talking about the cookie crumbles, something else will spark because you're now opening up the space. You're now listening to your soul, as Sheila has done. And you never know, you could end up in an off-grid cabin in Australia.
1: (laughs) not everybody's dream
0: well no it sounds to me idyllic it sounds amazing and again as you said it was your dream it doesn't have to be everybody else's but we know that everything is possible everything is possible I have loved 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 this conversation Sheila Langan you are <laughs> me just too. beaming with love and energy and i can feel it as i said you know from here and i know everyone is going to listen to it will feel it as well the vibrancy in your energy is palpable it's just amazing i am so grateful to you for coming on and sharing i'm so grateful that you chose to come and meet me 12 years ago with emma you know that you took that step forward and that you took the steps after that yourself you know that you chose the life you're now living you did it that's you
1: <laughs> you will always be special in our lives and I will never forget what you did for me and for Emma so mm-hmm. this has just been beautiful beautiful full circle thank Stop you but you'll
0: have me a big emotional mess because my heart is like oh <laughs> you know what and I love that because I really say to myself, appreciate everybody that's been in your life, big or small things, appreciate everybody, everything that, you know, that goes back in your life, you know, and say it loud because that appreciation is an appreciation for yourself also, you know. So I think that is your appreciation of me is the appreciation for your beautiful self that you listened to that guidance. You went forward and believed you deserve it. Sheila Langan, You are a powerhouse of light and love and enthusiasm and vibrancy in every way. And I am so grateful please everybody go and check out Sheila on Instagram and Facebook and look at her beautiful photos and you'll see what I mean. Listen to the stories that she shares, visit on her website, www.sheelalangan.com and check out the amazing packages as she has different options of coaching, you know, that one of them might suit you. Again, we're all used to technology now, so you can do everything remotely. (laughs) Isn't it fabulous? Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you so much to Sheila. Thank you so much to my listeners again. You know, we love feedback. You know, I want to know that somebody's listening, not just me. I'm joking <laughs> you. I know there's many of you listening and you're always sharing and messaging me. Please pop on to Sheila's um, Instagram or Facebook. If you've heard, you know, her beautiful words of wisdom today in enlightenment, please comment and say you've heard her on the podcast you know, share it with people you love, because that's what it's about. It's sharing the love, sharing the inspiration. And if you need support, you know, reach out to somebody who are you feeling guided to today? Where is your little soul nudge coming from? What's it saying to you? All you have to do is listen. Thank you, everyone, again. And we look forward to connecting to you all very soon.